And welcome to another edition of the Twins Wrap. Derek Hansen with you, along with the television voice of the Minnesota Twins, Dick Bramer. And, well, as a, uh, we said off the air, Dick, uh, what a difference a week can make. I mean, just We're talking about the best team in the American League right now, record-wise, and then six losses in a row. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they had a week ago. There was nobody in the league with a better record, and then you lose six in a row, and uh, the Twins are still the number seven seed, or would be if the season ended. Uh, and their chances of making the playoffs are still very, very good, but they haven't played well, and they haven't played well against teams within the division. Um, you know, when you get swept in Detroit, you've been swept in Kansas City. Uh, you're trying to make do with, you know, a, a, a lineup that has really been uh, hit hard by injuries. Uh, it's It's not fun to watch, but the good news is the injured players are now coming back. Uh, tonight, uh, Byron Buxton will be back on the roster, probably starting in center field, and Michael Pineda will be at, uh, back on the mound. So this is still a pretty good baseball team, and they need to start showing it because right now the White Sox are playing good baseball. Yeah, very good baseball. And, and you know, that's the one thing about it. it. It's not just one thing in this six-game losing streak. It seems like there's a lot of different things. Well, and you're taking on a Chicago team that's bashing the ball like the Twins did last year. Uh, but the surprising thing is, and this is, I think, something that would surprise most baseball fans, they're pitching really, really well. They're starting rotation uh, since uh, the Twins left town in Chicago at the start of the year has really been good. So this is a White Sox team that uh, is poised to not only get in the playoffs, but uh, right now I think they're playing better than anybody in the American League. They could have a nice long run, but yet we know that if this Twins lineup is healthy, and functioning the way it should, uh, they can play with anybody. So the rest of the regular season will be interesting. Uh, the Twins just need to, you know, uh, have hit the, you know, the, the pause button, if you will, on the losing streak, just to win a ball game and take off from there. And I think they're quite capable of doing that. Yeah, you mentioned that rotation right now for the White Sox, and you got a guy. I know a lot of Twins fans wanted uh, the Twins to go out and get Dallas Keuchel five and two on the year, and then Pineda. I mean, uh, this is going to be an interesting matchup with a guy who hasn't pitched since last early September. Yeah, the the uh, encouraging thing I think for Twins fans is Pineda wasn't hurt. We've seen what happens when a pitcher who's been hurt, like Jake Odorizzi, comes back. Uh, he doesn't really have, you know, the, the touch on his pitches, the feel for his pitches. This has been a this is a different thing. This guy was suspended. Uh, it's been almost a year since he's pitched in a game, but he has been throwing and presumably, um, you know, has been able to, you know, uh, effectively work on his pitches and hopefully will execute them tonight. So while we don't know exactly what Pineda is going to give the Twins, I think there's some optimism that he should be just fine. And, uh, you know, really in last night's game, the Twins, you know, jumped out early 4 nothing. The White Sox looked like they wanted to give the game away, but then Rich Hill couldn't throw strikes, walked the bases full. And, you know, that was a recipe for disaster from that moment on, and the White Sox, sure enough, ended up winning it in the ninth inning. You know, it's one of those things, too, where I listened to most of the first part of the game before I turned it to you later when I settled in on my couch and my recliner, actually, but... How was that strike zone? Because nothing frustrates me more. I think it's one of the most boring plays in sports is a bunch of walks. And that really, and really, the the Twins are lucky the White Sox didn't score 14 because they let off, what, four consecutive innings that way. Yeah, I didn't get the sense that the strike zone was the issue. I just don't think Rich Hill 
had very good command, either of his fastball or his breaking ball. Now give the White Sox hitters some credit for that because they took pitches off the plate. That's a sign of a good hitting ball club. That's why they're hitting so well. They don't chase pitches out of the zone, uh, maybe like they used to a year ago. So you got to throw it over, and that should play well into Pineda's game plan tonight because he doesn't walk people. He throws it over the plate. Hopefully he'll get some quick ground ball outs. Uh, we expect that Keuchel will get quite a few on the on the other side uh, pitching for the White Sox. So uh, we had about a three-hour and 40-minute game last night. It might be two hours and 40 minutes tonight if both pitchers are on. Yeah, because hopefully that is the case. That was just a long, uh, for a nine-inning game, that really drug out for a very long time. Last thing on last night's game before we get into some other things, and this goes back to a conversation I had with Eddie Guardado after he made it very interesting in Game 5 of the American League Divisional Series in, in 2002. And it was just that sometimes closers, when they're not in a closing situation, whatever mentally it is, they don't do well. And I've never really liked the closer coming into a tie game. I understand they're at home, so they don't have an opportunity for a save. But when they're in that situation, it just never seems to work out. And that was kind of the situation with Rodgers last night, although Max Kepler didn't help him by dropping the ball. No, but I think in all honesty, the Twins really didn't have many options because Hill left early. The Twins went through the entire list of A relievers out there, May, Duffy, Clippard, and, and Romo. So I think it was Rogers' game in the ninth inning. Uh, and, you know, the drop fly ball probably turned everything around because then they got some hits, and before he knew it, they had three runs. So, you know, the only concerning thing about Taylor, uh, you know, the, the opponent batting average is more than 100 points higher than it was last year. So while some of the hits have been soft hits, uh, and bleeders through the infield. Uh, you know, he's not getting as many swings and misses as he used to. Uh, and, th- and that, I think, is of some concern. I think it's something that can be fixed. But, uh, you know, last night's game was a, a kind of a, you know, a microcosm, I guess, of what's gone wrong over the last week. Uh, you know, the Twins pretty much gave the game away to the White Sox at the end. And what we've seen here during this losing streak, some uh, previously very reliable relievers have given up, you know, some runs, you know, again, last night, uh, you know, Trevor may gave up a home run that tied the game. Well, nobody did that against Trevor in the first month of the season, but now a couple times in the last couple outings, uh, you know, he's been uh, touched for a, with a home run ball. So uh, this is a, even in the shortened season, it's a streaky game. And the hope is that the Twins can get things turned around and maybe run off six wins in a row just as quickly. Yeah, Trevor May, you know, it seems once he kind of got away from the, the big breaking ball last year, it, it seemed to go better for him. I know he threw a little bit of a, a slider last night on that home run. It just That's kind of a weird thing for him right now. Yeah, and I think it just underscores, uh, again, how, how quickly uh, teams can determine patterns uh, getting a really involved scouting report on a pitcher and then adapt. You know, this is a game of making changes and, and adaptations and adjustments. And I think we see that all across baseball where, where teams now uh, adjust much more quickly than they used to with the use of video. Now, they can't use it during the game, but before the game, I can promise you all the White Sox hitters were looking at video of of, uh, you know, May and, and Rogers and Duffy and Romo and all of that. And so when they step in the box, they've got so much more background information internally that they can access while they're in the box 
And, and I think we see that a lot in baseball where somebody is really red hot out of the gate uh, to use this example of a late inning reliever, but then, uh, you know, teams make adjustments and they, they follow patterns and things like that. And then pretty soon it's the reliever that's uh, having a tough time instead of the hitters. Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, the offense because I mean, obviously they've, they haven't been in situations where they can get a lot of hits, and we were so spoiled of that in 2019. So, I mean, what do you think? Donaldson coming back, I think Byron Buxton, as we mentioned, hopefully he's back in the lineup. He does seem on the back end of that uh, lineup to really be the straw that stirs the drink throughout the whole game. I mean, he may not lead off like they tried a few years ago, but, boy, it certainly seems that that type of threat when he's hot can really help out this team one through nine. Yeah, and then Donaldson, whenever he comes back, it might take him a few games to get uh, up to uh, speed in terms of hitting, but he'll bring a level of intensity that maybe he's been lacking. Nelson Cruz talked about that toward the end of the Tiger series. He wanted his team to be a little bit more intense and focused. Well, that, that'll that be taken care of when Donaldson uh, reenters the lineup uh, probably tomorrow night. Uh, this is still a really good baseball team, Derek. They're just not playing well. Uh, they played well enough in the first four or five weeks of the season to build a little slack, if you will, uh, to get into the playoffs. They've had a four-game losing streak, now a six-game losing streak, and they're still in really good position to get to the postseason. But they do need to play better, and I suspect as these players come back to the lineup, that'll happen rather easily. And you got to think it's just going to be one of those moments, right? I mean, that happens many times. I think and once you you have one of those moments to get you out of that slump, it can go the other way in a quick hurry. Yeah, and it's, you know, once the the back end of the bullpen gets back uh, on the beam, that you know, that should be fine. Those guys are really good. Uh, but you'd like to see this team score more runs in bunches. They got a they had a three-run inning last night, but the White Sox gave them two runs. And we've seen these guys yet. They miss Mitch Garver and the power that he provided last year. Um, you know, once everybody gets back, this is still going to be a very formidable lineup. But I think what we've seen, to be fair, over the last couple of weeks, there are a lot of really good teams in the within the American League Central. Cleveland's good. White Sox right now are very good. And if the Tigers continue their role uh, the way they've been playing, they'll be above 500 by season's end. And, and as much focus as there is on this Chicago series, and it's fun, and there should be focus put on this series, it's the five-game series this weekend against the Tigers that really will give the Twins an opportunity to reassert themselves. I think they were not embarrassed, but certainly humbled when the Tigers swept them in Detroit. And the Tigers are the next closest team to entering the eight-team playoff field right now. And the Twins have a chance to push them back uh, this weekend when they have five games with them. I mean, I don't want to get in the whole political part of it. It's interesting, I'm sure, when you uh, head to downtown Minneapolis to work with everything that's going on. But you, know, you look at a guy like Randy Dobnik that was ready to pitch Thursday, then ready to pitch Friday, and that was backed up until Saturday. I, I, it's unfortunate, I think, if you know they voted to not play last Thursday and then to be rained out on Friday. That can kind of mess with the psyche a little bit, too. I, I Just with a routine that baseball players and really all sport, all athletes go in every sport, that that couldn't have helped a lot. No, it didn't, but this is going to be a year where there are going to be distractions, some unprecedented uh, distractions. You've had the Cardinal team unable to play for more than a week. The Marlins were unable to play for more than a week because of the COVID-19 uh, 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 pandemic. 
so, you know, <laughs> the team that wins the World Series, the teams that get into the playoffs, and, and primarily the team that wins the World Series will deserve the World Series championship. And I'll, as I think I've told you before, I don't care if it's the Yankees or the Twins or the Dodgers or the Marlins. It, it, it will be a well-deserved championship because they've been able to withstand all the distractions and disruptions and somehow manage to put together a winning season. And then, uh, of course, the hope is we're all crossing our fingers that the postseason uh, will go out without any, you know, significant delays or disruptions. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you're dealing with Mother Nature, dealing with COVID. I mean, it is. I agree with you totally. I mean, we. I don't care if it's the NBA and NHL in their bubbles or whatever it might be. Any thought of a uh, a season that wouldn't mean as much because it's shorter? I think with everything that's been going on, no one's going to look at that as being cheap by any means because this has I been. I sure hope not. The yeah. regular season might not be as legitimate because it's less than half of what a normal regular season would be like. But in the postseason, you know, it's it's the best teams that particular year, and there's one more playoff round that needs to be played. So whoever gets there to the end and wins it all, I, I, I think is should be a very well-respected world champion. And what are your thoughts on that? Because I've been thinking a lot about that with the expanded playoffs. You know, best of three series, a really good team. If you've got a, a team that's got two really hot pitchers at the, at the end of the season here, that eight seed could beat that one seed in a quick hurry. Well, it can, but I and I think what will ha- what will happen is uh, people will look at that best of three series and agree that you know what that's a whole lot more fair than uh, a one game you know wild card game uh, where you play 162 games and you know somebody drops a fly ball like Max Kepler did last night, your whole season is over with because of that one miscue or, you know, whatever. And so uh, what I expect to see, regardless of how many teams are in future uh, playoff uh, formats, uh, I would expect that uh, at minimum there would be a best-of-three series rather than a single-game playoff or play-in format like we've had in years past. Uh, We'll wrap things up again, talking about game used. I know your book's still out there and people are reading it, and I'm guessing it would be – I'm already seeing Christmas stuff at the stores I go to, so not a bad Christmas gift for people either, right, Dick? <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be a great Labor Day gift. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know if anybody exchanges gifts, but uh, no, the book has done really well. Uh, I just checked this morning, and it's uh, the number one selling book on Amazon in the baseball category. Something I never imagined uh, uh, six months after its release. But uh, uh, I hope that people who have it enjoy reading it. And uh, let's hope that the uh, Twins can uh, have the type of uh, season in 2020 in the postseason that'll cause somebody else to write a book about this year. Yeah, for sure. I I certainly have enjoyed the book uh, myself. And I'll wrap things up saying it just after that long road trip, I'm guessing it's nice to see baseball right in front of you now, right, at Target Field? Yeah, it was, uh, I know, a long road trip for the players and everybody traveling with the team. But it is sure nice to be able to, uh, turn uh, our backs to the back of our booth and watch a baseball game played out in front of us. We'll just hope that the Twins start winning games and that the games don't last three hours and 40 minutes like the one last night. For sure. Dick, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. You got it, Derek.